This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Helena Public School officials made no changes to its mask policy following the governor's emergency rule Tuesday calling for various opt-outs for school masking. Governor Greg Gianforti's office announced the Department of Public Health and Human Services emergency rule Tuesday morning, effective immediately. The rule notes that school districts should consider parental concerns and should provide an opt-out system for various reasons. Helena Public Schools kept the mask mandate in place for the day to avoid disruption. That afternoon, Superintendent Rec Welts said in a statement the district had considered the parents' concerns and would not change its mask policy. Quote, the district has taken into account all of the factors and implemented the least restrictive guidelines necessary to preserve the health and safety of our students and staff so that we can continue to keep schools open five days a week. End quote. Welch said the district reads the rule as permitting the existing policy since it says should consider and should provide. He said parents and students can opt out of mask wearing by switching to online learning or through medical exemptions. The district's board of trustees gave the superintendent the authority to require masks when the county's COVID-19 transmission rate is rated substantial or high by Lewis and Clark County Public Health. Amid a high transmission rate in the county, Welts issued a mask mandate for pre-K through 8th grade effective August 30th, and he's recommending masking for grades 8 through 12. Lewis and Clark Public Health released a statement in support of the district's policy of keeping students in the classroom. The emergency rule called on schools to provide opt-outs for developmental needs, religious beliefs, moral conviction, other fundamental rights, or physical, mental, emotional, or psychosocial health. In a press release, Governor Gianforte said this emergency rule ultimately directs schools to recognize the fundamental rights of parents. And because each child is unique and may face unique challenges, this rule urges schools to empower parents to do what is best for their children. Chris Goss, senior counsel for the Montana School Boards Association, said in a statement, the rule says schools should consider these factors when implementing a face covering requirement. It continues to recognize the authority of school boards to adopt public health measures in accordance with the state constitution. Luke Maskevich, the president of the Helena School Board, says in an email, quote, it is a recommendation, not a prohibition, and we're following the recommendations provided by parents and giving them every opportunity to express their views. We've heard hours of public testimony and responded to hundreds of emails. Quote, we also provide medical exemptions for students with health issues or disabilities. While some disagree with this approach, we all share the goal of keeping our kids in school. A class action suit filed Wednesday accuses the Montana Secretary of State and the Secretary of State's office of knowingly making more than $120,000 by double-charging customers without notifying them of the error and not making refunds unless they are requested in writing. 
Attorneys claim the Secretary of State didn't notify those overcharged. The suit says an SOS employee created a spreadsheet to document duplicate charges and shared it with then-Secretary of State Corey Stapleton and then-Deputy Secretary of State Jacobson, claiming Jacobson has known about the issue since 2019. Quote, while businesses in Montana hung on by a thread as the COVID-19 pandemic raged, while other arms of government did all they could to keep money open for small businesses, the Secretary of State's office was skimming to the tune of $120,000 in fiscal year 2020. Quote, a lucrative side hustle is what the suit calls it. The plaintiffs in this case include several Montana businesses from all over the state. The lawsuit says the Secretary of State's office contracted with a firm called Catalyst, a platform that processes payments to the SOS website. The lawsuit said if a customer pressed submit or pay on the website more than once, it resulted in multiple payments. The filing says in some instances, customers would submit their payment information, but a glitch prevented it from being recorded. The lawsuit says the customer would then get notification of non-payment and would pay again, even though they'd already paid the first time. The lawsuit calls for the practices to be stopped, a declaration that the policy is illegal, and an order requiring the SOS to inform those potentially affected. Plaintiffs also want refunds on behalf of everyone that has been affected and attorney's fees. A new study predicts an earlier floating season on the Smith River. Low water levels having an impact on boat launchings on the Canyon Ferry Reservoir and less hydropower production in Montana as the state faces a drier future. The study was published by the Upper Missouri River Basin Study. It's a joint effort between scientists at the Bureau of Reclamation and the Montana Department of Natural Resources and Conservation. The 149-page study's goal is to help communities and agricultural producers plan for water scarcity in the future. For towns like Bozeman and the surrounding Gallatin Valley, this could be especially important as the population is expected to double in the next 60 years. The study was released in a summer that has seen record low water levels at the largest reservoir in the United States. That's Lake Mead on the Colorado River. The reservoir hit its lowest level since being finished in 1939, triggering restrictions that will impact on farmers especially hard. The Colorado River Basin over the last 16 years has recorded its driest period in 1,200 years, according to the Department of the Interior. Closer to Montana, Jackson Lake in the Grand Teton National Park was drawn down to levels seen only three times in the last 30 years. That's according to the National Park Service. Like the Colorado, the Upper Missouri River Basin is a vast and ecologically varied landscape it extends from the Rocky Mountains in northern Montana to the Mushelshell River in the south. In between is the main artery, the Missouri River, and its many dams, reaching from Three Forks to North Dakota. Among the 50,000 square miles of Montana, the Missouri and its headwater streams are the primary source of water for 320,000 people, 
about a third of the state's population, and irrigates over a million acres of land. People living in Lewis and Clark, Gallatin, and Madison County make up the majority of the people dependent on the Missouri as their primary water source. Agriculture is the primary user of Montana's water. 87% of the Missouri, 1.7 million acre-feet per year. That compares to an estimated 12% that evaporates from reservoirs and another 1% that goes to all other uses. Based on an analysis between 1950 and 1999, average daily temperatures increased by almost 1.5 degrees in the basin. While the volume of annual runoff did not change, quote, the timing of snowmelt and seasonal runoff peak has shifted towards earlier in the year. If runoff from the mountains comes earlier, flooding will also hit sooner in the spring or even late winter. That's a scenario that's played out this spring in the upper Missouri basin. Low mountain snowpack and a warmer spring led to historic low flows into the Fort Peck Reservoir, the, old, the lowest rather July flows in 123 years of record-keeping. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is predicting if its annual forecast holds true, 2021 will be the 10th driest year since 1898. If dry summers persist into the future, the report says it will take a toll on the state's tourism industry. That's $907 million annually, as well as hotels, restaurants, and grocery stores. The study predicts that the Muscleshell River Basin will be especially hard hit, prompting a suggestion that a new reservoir be built on the lower end of the basin in the Horse Creek Coulee. Glacier National Park is ending its reservation requirements to travel on going to the Sun Road. That will end on Labor Day. The busy summer season begins to wind down. The pilot program testing the reservation system worked to alleviate traffic, but park officials say some people struggled to find available tickets. The park's shuttle service will also end after Labor Day. And for those of you planning to travel, Missoula International Airport is adding a $100 million addition and changing its name. The Missoula International Airport is now the Missoula Montana Airport, and they have a new logo. Airport Director Brian Elstead told NBC Montana the board dropped the international from the name because the airport hasn't had customs in over a decade and thus no international flights. He says the new name reflects current airport operations. Elstead said adding Montana to the name also helps search engines. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces and now 23 countries on six continents. We also will post our stories on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR, in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. 
That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.